What is up, everybody? Uh, welcome to the Buckeye Remix. It's Jeff Needs Sports. I'm Jeff. I'm smiling. It's a good day. Um, you know, once again, if this is your first time checking me out, I really, really appreciate it. Really appreciate you giving me the chance. If it's uh, if you're a returning listener, returning viewer, you know, I love you. You guys are the best. Um, the support's awesome. Uh, what you know, welcome my co-host. Um, uh, I don't know if you guys know Brutus or not, but uh, he decided to stop by today and join us in studio. Uh, pretty big deal. So, um, hey, let's get right to it, guys. This, this, <laughs> this is the Buckeye Remix. It's it's a show all about talking about what we just saw in, in uh, Ohio State football. And uh, my gosh, what 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 did we <laughs> what did what did we just see uh, last night? Um, you know, it. I, I'm still a bit stunned. Uh, and I, I, and I, and I say that in the nicest way, I don't, I don't, I don't have any, like, I didn't think the Buckeyes would win. I gave Clemson all the advantages. I apologize to Ohio State football. I doubted them. I was wrong. They played possibly, we'll get into it, but they played maybe the best game that I've ever seen them play. And I know it sounds like hyperbole, but we'll talk about it, but. And uh, but even if you thought they were going to win and you were convinced they were going to win, nobody saw the complete, you know, devastation that happened. You know, to put it in perspective, you know, we saw we saw what LSU did last year and the greatest team in history, of college football. And we saw what they did in the championship game to Clemson and Cle a really good Clemson team. Ohio State beat Clemson worse than, you know, LSU beat Clemson in the national championship game. That's all devastating. They beat them. You know, they beat Clemson worse than Alabama beat Notre Dame yesterday. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, ju just a, a thorough, you know, let's just get into knee jerks. Let's just do knee jerks here because um, there's a million. There, there's a million knee jerks in this game. So, uh, you know, I'm going to bring up the overview here. Um, if you guys are listening, you know, um, you know I got to let me change some rounds here. I apologize. I got to. Uh, take off this overlay i apologize guys there we go so uh let's you know what let's not do that yeah we have to okay yeah I, uh, you know what we're not going to do that i got the wrong overlay how about this there you go how you guys feeling about that so and then uh i know i'm doing the editing yeah i'm excited uh won't lie what what a what a big night you know what I mean what a, there we go that's what I wanted so here we go it's 49 28 uh, Buckeyes beat Clemson in the Sugar Bowl college football um, playoff semifinal just just amazing um, you know yeah everybody's a little excited today yeah 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 he's definitely uh, uh, Stephen from breaking the game like you know has been. On the Fields bandwagon, never jumped off. Uh, yeah, you're right. So we'll talk about Fields here in a minute. There's so much to talk about here. But knee jerks, 49-28. But it was, uh, it was 30, 35. It was 35 to uh, 14 and a half, guys. Um, there's no possible way anybody thought that was going to happen. My knee jerk was the first thing that jumped out was how this was a completely different team than we've saw all season. Um, it's it was unbelievable. This is the team we thought we were going to get. I personally thought it would have took another four weeks of playing uh, to to reach this level. How they did it, and what are we talking like ten days? It's it just unbelievable. Uh, really great coaching job, great learning job. You know, by the players. You know that jumped out. I was like, wow, this is the offense we're talking about. You know, speed it up a little bit. Um, you know, you know, hit hit the open guys. You know, just. Uh, 
you know, run it when you can take advantage of, you know, play action, you know, uh, I, there's so many good things to say. So that really jumped out just the, the complete different team that we saw. And then the next thing that really jumped out is uh, Ohio State's defensive line just mauled Clemson. I was stunned from start to finish how they pushed Clemson's offense. I now I had ran, you know, I knew that you could get to 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 Lawrence, and I knew that their offensive line wasn't perfect, but I don't think I did not expect just a complete mauling that we saw from start to finish last night. Real, really impressive. And you know, Clemson's a. I just want to let's preface all this. Clemson's really, really good. I still think they're really, really good. This is not a ex, Clemson's not a fraud. They didn't get exposed. They are who we thought they were, and Ohio State was was ready on the right at the right time at the right night. They were ramped up, um, just everything, just just crazy. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, Stuart Brooking from uh, um, Brewer Stew. Uh, yeah, uh, the the Ohio State defensive line just they. I mean, the pass rush up the middle, interior defensive line pressure, that's that's NFL stuff. You don't see that as much in college football. It's, it's usually edge rushers and speed rushers, which is what Ohio State – I mean, I mean, we were missing a couple key defensive ends, and ju- you can't say enough good things about the defensive line, that interior line, you know, Haskell Gary um, and those guys, just th- the whole night, just really – and then when they when they did get to Lawrence, they, they – uh, you know, they they grabbed him, they rolled him around, you know what I mean? They they punished him legally. Um, you know, that was a huge factor. You know, my knee jerk was and then on the other side, the offensive line, my gosh, uh, the the best performance we've seen in a while. And they were down a guy, you know, they had a they had to bring a freshman in due to injury, Paris Johnson. Um, those guys played awesome. Uh, they they pushed. I ranked the Clemson's defensive front as the best in the playoffs and and off Ohio State's offensive line just just manhandled them. Uh, just just pure manhandled them. Um, you know, determined the game. They determined the game, the pass. I mean, the time that Fields had in the pocket to make decisions, the time that him and Sermon had to run, you know, these option plays, like there were times to where like it was it took a while to develop and nobody was there. Uh Brzezine and those guys didn't get there. It was really amazing. No, no rush off the edge. Uh, they picked up the blitzes really well, which was huge. That's huge against Clemson. Um, just knee jerk was the physicality of it. The physicality of it. They couldn't cover our receivers. Um, you know, once again, this is this is last night. Um, I already said Clemson's a good team, but this is the truth of what we saw last night. We can look at some of the stats here. Um, you know, it's it's up there. Six we you know, High State has six hundred thirty nine yards on Clemson uh, in a playoff game. You know, Clemson had 444. It's one of those. It's weird. The yards per play, look at the yard right here, uh, yards per pass, uh, high state, you know, at 13.8. Clemson only at 8.3. Uh, Lawrence had 400 yards passing, you know, because they were slinging it. Oh, there we go. Look at this. The 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 man, the myth, the legend, Derek Climate chimes in. Yes, we beat a very good football team. Uh, yeah, clicking on all – yeah, everything was clicking, man. It, it was. This is the – Derek is the – not only one of the biggest, but one of the best high state fans I know. He's uh he's rational. He doesn't you know he doesn't go too far either way, and he, he's a hundred percent right. This team they just put everything together last night. Um, Derek, I'm telling you, I think 
I think this is my best performance, at least since 2014, uh, Big Ten Championship game against Wisconsin, the 59-0 game, the famous 59-0 game. I think this is my best performance because I think Cle- I, I think Clemson is a legitimately good team. This is not this is not an Alabama versus Notre Dame in the BCS Bowl a few years ago scenario. And this isn't even Ohio State versus Oregon in the national championship in 15. This is um, Ohio State, uh, you know, accepting their coaching, adapting, putting in a game plan, uh, being ramped up, taking the game serious. Uh, Justin Fields being a an absolute – we say it too much – an absolute football warrior. We know it's not real-life warrior stuff. Don't at me. Um, just gutted it out, did everything right, never – like you could just see the look on the kid's face. You know, he was – and and Lawrence is that same guy. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say they're like, oh, Lawrence choked. No, no, no. No, no. They were – you know, Lawrence tried and the – Defense was any like the the that defensive line was any you know what it reminded me of let's compare it to it reminded me of the 2007 Super Bowl when uh, the New York Giants defensive line just pestered Brady so much and then they upset the you know the best New England team you know the one of the best team would have been the best team in NFL history that's what it reminded me of they just it wasn't that they they hit him every play but they just they never could get comfortable like. It was just, it was really impressive. Those guys are really physical. Uh, kudos to Larry Johnson. Uh, what you've put together in high state, you know, with that defensive front has been the difference. It's amazing. Um, you know, I can't say enough good things about it. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there it is, guys. There's the totals. Uh, let's, we'll look at field stats here. We'll move on. Uh, there's so much to unpack here. Um, I will get to that, Stuart. Give me one second. We will have we'll get to the off the field stuff because we've got uh Fields. <laughs> yeah, guys, Fields had six touchdowns last night and 385 yards passing. He completed 22 balls. It, it's it's that's a staggering. That's the stuff that like Burrow did last year to just humiliate teams. What what a performance by that guy. I mean, he missed one deep ball and threw one. He threw a really, really bad interception that did not wind up, you know, making a difference at all. Um you know, let's let's be clear here that high state scored enough in the first half to win the game. Like that's just staggering, staggering stats for for what we thought we was going to get out of this team. Um, it's uh, yeah, just amazing. So anyway, just the efficiency twenty, you know, twenty two for twenty eight, uh, you know, almost four hundred yards. Um, you know, we'll talk about the rushing. <laughs> we had two hundred fifty four rushing yards, guys. And Master Teague wasn't even in the game. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Sermon, you know, balled out. It just uh, just a really top to bottom. I'm going to. St- that's uh, I'm gonna try and do a little. Uh, we'll see if this works. Trying out a little little slideshow here for everybody. Yeah, just a, just a. There we go. So, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, it's great. Like, we'll look at some comments here. Got a lot. I appreciate everybody that's watching. Listen, there's there's so much to unpack about this game. Um, I'm really trying to um, get through it here, and I lost my cursor. Hey, there it is. So first we got. Um, you know, let's talk about this real quick before we get to the offensive stats. Um, how much Dabo's team rankings? Okay, so I'm not like I'm admittedly not a big guy with this this motivation thing. I know Herb Street said it a hundred times last night. Uh, he said Venables five hundred times if anybody was counting. But he's but he said the chip on the shoulder thing. Um, but and and I always dismiss motivation because if you're not you know if you, these players are motivated when they wake up in the morning, that's how you become that type of player. But uh, yeah, it, it what it does is has a, a focus effect, and it 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 does bind your team together. So, you know, if you've got, you know, if you're, if you're in a meeting room and your players, I don't care if it's wide receivers, defensive ends, whatever, let's, let's 
let's also throw out there that Ohio State's barely had any practice time together. I mean, this is really amazing what they've did, you know, considering the conditions. They've barely been together. I think uh, Urban Meyer said there was one practice where they had 40 total people that were allowed to attend practice. That's unheard of going up to a playoff game. So, uh, so yeah, but I, I, did, I do think that Dabo's comments, and I think what it showed too, I think that if I'm a Clemson fan, I'm like, maybe Dabo needs to worry more about his team than the other team. That, that's what I would say if I was a Clemson fan. So, yeah, I, I do believe it had an effect. And, I, and when that game started going, you know, when it started leaning one way, it really had a big effect because you could those Ohio State players were, were an angry bunch. And I think the game last year had a big effect, you know, but that was some of the on-field effect. Um, yeah, yeah. Here's, here's another. Clemson, I mean, there was guys rolling around on the ground for Clemson. Um, did he's good to see it? Yes, it was a great game by the Buckeyes. I try to get we'll, – we'll try to get through all this here. No, okay, there's Derek's. Uh, sorry, there's Derek's other one. Um, once again, no, it was – yeah, it was not lucky. Beat him like – yeah, beat him like a drum. Uh, yeah, you take out the mistakes. No, it was, it was dominant. Like, here's what I said last night. Um guys and Derek specifically Derek climate um runs a great um group message board that we're all on for the buckeyes um that's what i said last night if you reverse this game uh, like they're they're talking about don't ever let ohio state in the playoffs again that this kind of performance if you just reverse the team names so i don't think we just let clemson off the hook if it's notre dame if this happens to notre dame or ohio state um th th this yeah it's a big deal it's a it's a nationwide narrative you know, everybody's going to take and run with it. So, no, I don't – now, I personally think that Clemson's going to be fine and they'll probably be in the playoffs next year, and I think they're a good team. And I give Ohio State credit for just being perfect on, you know, that night. But, um, yeah, the narrative is if this would have happened to Ohio State or Notre Dame yesterday, um, it would be told you they shouldn't be there. You're talking about a team that no, a, a lot, a lot, a lot of people didn't even think should be in the playoff, and then they – destroy you know who a lot of people thought would win it um that's a big deal so yeah if this happens the other way this is not pretty uh, conversation so yeah buckeyes get full credit for um overcoming the pressure you know showing up it's all it's all the players and coaching staff this is all in that team uh just just unbelievably impressive yeah Oh yeah, absolutely. We I touched on that uh, last year's loss. Well, and I think a lot of that was tangible in last year's loss because when you look at the tape or the film, <laughs> I call it the tape because I'm old. Um, when you look at it, you know this is the same Clemson team. So Ryan Day's had a year to to, to look. And if you if you take last year, I mean, I think even you know Clemson fans will tell you Clemson deserved to win the game last year. I'm just like my friend Josh Gilstrap, Clemson fan. I work with him on the podcast. And he even admit, like, no, you guys were better last night. I'll say the same thing. Clemson won the game last year, but we all saw, and even the even like everything else says the high state played a little better, but not cleaner. And if you take a few mistakes away last year, Ohio State could have won that game. So they have all that film to watch. What mistakes did we make? This and that and that, you know, especially fields, as far as just if nothing else, just what their free safety did. So um, yeah, yeah. The carryover from last year's game was giant. Um, I and I think I didn't. I didn't give the Buckeyes enough credit for for um, that that game being in the back of their head that, I, that that it was. You know, they showed Fields in the practice facility. They had to score up on the you know all the time. They had had a Fiesta Bowl score up on the wall like uh, twenty four hours a day for these guys. So it meant a lot, and it, it absolutely had a factor. And I think it had a tangible factor too. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 
Let's talk about the targeting call. So here's what happened. Um, everybody saw it. Um, hold on here. I'm sorry. My slideshow's not working. I apologize, guys. Let me hit play here. There we go. So uh, eh, now we feel better. So yeah, the targeting call. No, let me adjust this. It's going too fast. Hey, you guys are you guys are seeing you guys are seeing this in the mo seeing it as it goes, man. Here we go. Let's do this. Okay. So uh yeah. The targeting call. So here's what happens. We you know, we know uh fields uh you know breaks away. I believe it was it was third down. So he you know he takes off up the middle, but instead of like say what you would normally do to where a quarterback may slide, you know, we're talking the playoffs here. So Fields trying to get the extra yard. Uh and famously Fields always does Fields always tries to kind of make himself slim. It's just his running style. So he kind of just like goes to one side and kind of tries to make himself um um you know narrow. And when he does uh, Stoskis comes up, uh, puts his helmet down, hits him right in the in the rib cage, right in the kidneys. I mean, blast him. Well, Fields goes down and he's hurt. Like, you know, he's in pain. He's rolling around on the ground. And here's what I'll say about the targeting call. By the letter of the rule, you know, everybody says that is a targeting call. Here's what I'll say. I totally understand anybody doesn't agree with it, hated it, whatever. Two things I'll say about it. After last year's targeting call on Sean Wade, as far as Clemson, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. Um, you know what I mean? Last year I was told, you know, Hey, it happens, whatever It was letter of the rule. They threw Wade out. The game changed. Same thing happened. And I will agree that if it happened to high state, I would absolutely say it's BS. What happened was when a quarterback gets hit hard and it looks awkward at all and he gets hurt, which, you know, Lawrence does this all the time. When he takes a hit, he rolls around like a soccer player and gives them time to look at the, and look at the play. I, I promise you, if you watch him, he does it. Most quarterbacks do, but I'm just saying, like the other quarterback does this all the time. So when a quarterback's rolling around on the field and he's hurt, they're going to go look at the tape. You know, uh, Stoskis put his helmet straight down. He hit with the top of his helmet, which you can't do. If you look at the the letter of the the rule, they can throw the targeting. Um, and that's what I say. Like as a fan, like I I don't I did not when it initially happened. I was I did not even phase me. It didn't bother me. They threw him out. I don't care. Like I, I do this show as a high state fan, not just an analyst. I it just it happened. It don't they've they did it. The refs did it. Uh, so so as far as fair refs, yeah, uh, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty well called game last night. I don't think anybody got screwed either way. I thought they let them play enough. I thought it was a clean game on both sides. I don't think either team, you know, there's you know you're always gonna have holding penalties here and grabs there and all that. I thought it was a pretty well called game and I thought it was enjoyable to watch for people you know, even outside of the two fan bases. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, that's why, Stephen, you're right. According to the rules, it's fine to call. As a, you know, as a fan, I don't think that, you know, I, and I, and I want to say this too. I do not think the kid was at all, you know, trying to do any damage or hurt anybody. It was, it was poor technique and he could have hurt himself. Uh, you know, that's why they want to take that out of the game. That's why the rules in there. They had every right to call it. You know, when you hurt a quarterback, they're going to look at it. I do not care. It's not the worst one I've ever seen. Um, you know what I mean? If they wouldn't have called it, I would I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even noticed. I wouldn't have called it dirty. Nothing. Just it is what it is. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, Dabo's halftime interview. Uh he said they had him on their heels, referring to they had Clemson on their heels. They were baffled. Uh, you know, it doesn't happen to their defense a lot. Yeah, Brett Venables is is a great defensive coordinator. Uh, it does. It's it, it speaks to the level of the the talent and it speaks to the level of the coaches, Derek. I agree. 
<laughs> no, nobody can say his name as much as Herbie. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, my gosh. Um, I, if, here's the thing. Let me say this is like, uh, now this is by non just as a uh, viewer of the game as a nationwide, uh, podcaster. If I'm Dabo Sweeney, I'm a little, uh, it bothers me a little bit how much they talk about Venables. Like he doesn't, he's not the head coach and that is all they talk about. It's a, it's pretty, it's a little disrespectful, but hey, man, that's up to that's between Dab and Brent. No, he's a, he's a, and you know what? I don't know the story behind this. I do think there's something to the, you know, how Ohio State sped up their offense and then they, they, you know, even Field said it like they insinuated how Clemson, they think teams accuse Clemson of stealing signals and that's how they set up their defenses and stuff. I don't know. Like, I think this is a story, but I want to know more about it because, you know, Day did call that game or Wilson. Kevin Wilson and Day did call that game completely different. And it looked, you know, Herbie even brought it up. And Herbie is in, like, he knows he, the inside and out, you know, the Clemson program. For him to even, like, not dismiss it was really weird. Um, so I, I want to know more about this uh, Venable steal and sign story, but I don't think it's a Houston Astros situation, but um, there's something to it, you know. Why is, there we go. Sorry, guys, my slides weren't playing. So, yeah. So, but um, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, Clemson has good defense. They uh, Alavi is great. Um, Wilson, great. Um, you know, the wide receiving core play. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Somebody brought this up. Let's get back to this. I apologize. Uh, somebody brought up the tight ends. Um, let's see here. It's probably Derek. Thoughts on targeting rest. Um, maybe Stewart. Anyway, somebody brought up the use of the tight ends. Finally, I've, you know, you guys hear me on the show every week. I'm like, man, can we use somebody else? No, use the tight ends perfectly. Finally, like, because that's what this is. You know, this is what Clemson does. They, the way they move and blitz, and they they do leave lanes open in the middle of the field, and they leave one on one coverage on tight ends and stuff. And if they get to the quarterback, it works. And I thought Day and Fields did a great job of exposing that last night, using their tight ends properly. The, you know, the throwback touchdown. You know, the one over the the, the one's inexplicable. Uh, the one that just like stuck to stuck to um, dude's shoulder pad. What an amazing, great throw! But man, that that's just one of those like you need that to go right to win this game like they did, and, and they got it. But uh, the one at the end of the you know the first the first half was just was an amazing huge back breaking touchdown. Uh, they took advantage of the matchups, and we've talked about it all year. Like this, we thought it was available, and when I say all year, we only played six games. Um, believe me, that was brought up enough, wasn't it? Um, so yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really good tight end core. Uh, can't say enough about how good the tight ends and receiving group blocked downfield too and helped their other, um, Jackson Smith and Nygma, really good football player. That guy works like he, you know, he had a couple of receptions last night. But he works so hard the whole game. That guy's a really, really good football player. Um, uh, big help last night. Tight ends play great. And Fields' ball placement, um, just just amazing. Him to come back in, he throws that touchdown, you know, with the ribs. And and that, none of that was fake, man. I don't, you know, it, that, that was legit. Like, that dude was hurting. Like, if there's no reason for him to fake being hurt getting on the exercise bike. Like, he was, you know. He's he's stoved up, to say the least. I'd say he's got a bruised kidney or something, but let's hope so. But um, 
Oh yeah, tight ends just just played great last night. Uh, the H backs, they just they it was it was a team effort. Like this is the offense that we thought we had, you know, uh, for forever. So just just wonderful, uh, wonderful game. So you know, I, I kind of touched on some. We talked we touched on the offense. Um, you know, Alave is a problem. Fields is Fields played the the best. I think I'll say this: Fields played the best game by a quarterback in college football this year. I don't care. He really did. Like. Be, be, and, and I'm factoring in the state. I know Mac Jones had some better statistical games, but to go, you know, 20, you know, 22 completions, he had the one bad interception, but he was the difference. He ran the ball when he needed to. He played hurt. He kept these cool and he placed the ball perfectly on a defense. Like there were small windows. I mean, that defense attacks. Um, Justin Fields played the best game we saw for co college quarterback so far. Uh, whoever wins the national championship is probably going to be the next one. But uh, without a doubt, you put everything together, j just um, unbelievable, uh, you know, unbelievable performance by Fields. The receivers, offensive line, we talked about it, mauled everybody. Uh, Sermon, you know, what a great two-game run. And he does he not look exactly like Zeke Elliott running that ball? Like any, any Buckeye fan had to think the same thing. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, we'll get the defense here real quick, Stuart. Yeah, we'll talk about the defense here in a second. I'm just, uh, can't say enough praise about the offense. Per perfect game. They played perfect. Uh, I did not think, I mean, Sermon was the more physical player. Like he put, he literally pushed the, you know, you can see it right there in the picture. He literally pushed the, uh, defense around. It, it just, uh, just impressive physical performance. This team was physically ready. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Let's uh, we get to a couple here. Let's get to Stewart's real quick. Uh, thoughts on Sean Wade being called overrated? I've said it all year. Sean Wade. Sean Wade is overrated at that position. I like he he played good. He actually played really good last night. And what helped last night is amazing how much better Sean Wade is when the defensive line speeds up the the passing game. He looks a lot better. So I thought that uh, that really helped Sean Wade. If we're talking about NFL future. That when the pass rush got there, and and um, you know there wasn't time for when there when there wasn't time for wide receivers to to alter their routes and break them off and break downfield like say Indiana and stuff. Sean Wade looked like a much better cornerback. His technique's still not great yet. He's young. Uh, I still think that he's a slot corner. I don't think he's a shutdown outside corner, but he's a tough kid. He's a fighter. He's physical. Uh, he's got really good instincts. Uh, he you know he's not he's not he's fearless. Uh, there's a lot of good things. So I, I guess when we're talking about overrated, if we're strictly talking about where he's, I don't know what he would be rated now going into the NFL. So it depends on, but yeah, coming into the season, as far as him being a first round cornerback, no, he's not, uh, but that's fine. A lot of guys aren't, um, you know, but uh, he held his own last night. He really did. And oh, let's say this about, let's, we'll kind of move on to defense here. Um, they they did a great job tackling last night. Uh, Stewart asked me yesterday what I thought the keys of the game were, and I was tackle, tackle, tackle. You could not give up the yards after the carry. Oh, real quick defense. They held you know trap. They held the running game to like forty some yards. They held they held Lawrence and Etienne to forty some rushing yards. I think Etienne had a total of like forty four. We're talking about a breakaway back. Um, you know, I don't know if Clemson fans are having the conversation about where that was that team. You know, are they looking at the, we we saw they kind of reminded me of um, I hate to bring up bad memory, but the 2006 Buckeyes team with every player almost felt like they had a foot in the NFL and the greatest team ever. And they just had to get through Florida. Uh, that had a little of a feel that last night. And and I don't know if that's true. I don't know if Lawrence and um, Travis Etienne were 
we're not totally focused or whatever. I, yeah, yeah, you're right, uh, Stephen. Uh, just did, I, I was stunned by. I know a lot of it was us. We tackled Travis Etienne, it, it, but it, man, I don't want to accuse anybody of him. Said he didn't look like he wanted the fight, and and I might be wrong. He might have done his best, and we were just that good. I, I don't know. Um, but it didn't look like the guy that I thought it was going to look like. Um, it's uh, talk to uh, Mr. Kleiman. Uh, can the Alabama D slow us down? Um, no, Matt. So here, well, you know what? I'll, I'll uh, do we want to, yeah, we'll talk about this since Derek, you know, was nice enough to ask. Um, do I think the Alabama D can slow us down? I think, I think they'll slow us down more than last night. I don't think this offense is unstoppable. You know, I, I really don't. I think that they'll just because they'll have. They got a, you know, Nick Saban has a week to game plan on what he just saw last night. So they will slow him down. But as far as Mac Jones is dangerous as Lawrence, no, Mac Jones isn't. Uh, Devontae Smith obviously is the difference maker in the game. That, that That's a whole other problem. But Mac Jones doesn't move in the pocket. If this is an early, I'll do a preview next week. If that Ohio State defensive line can pressure like exactly like they did last night against Lawrence, this is going to be a really close game because Mac Jones is not an escape artist. Uh, he's had a great year, but his uh, he he runs a play action, you know, hit the target, stand in the pocket passing game. That's fine if your offensive line holds up. If their offensive line holds up, then they'll probably be fine with um, their receivers, I believe, are much better than Clemson's as far as just breakaway talent. Uh, Smith's a problem. Smith, uh, Devontae Smith's a problem. He's, he's the – He's the best player in college football at his position right now. Uh, just, just really like he turns. I, when you watch that Notre Dame game, Smith turns like what would be a tip. Uh, most teams, you know, twenty yard crossing pattern. He turns them into forty. Uh, it's just unbelievable. But after what I saw last night, I'm not saying that we can't stop him. But that's how I would feel. My early knee jerk is if we can, if our defensive line can pressure Mac Jones like that, then it then it absolutely becomes an even game. But I do think that I think Alabama will be more focused. I think they'll tackle better than Clemson did last night. I don't think Sermon will push people around uh, like he did last night. Um, you know, as far as on the defensive side of it, now they they do give up passing yards. And it is in Miami. I, if this game was actually if the if the national okay, real quick, this will be the last thing I'll say about the national championship. Game. If that if that game was played in that same dome last night, I really think Ohio State and Alabama are even teams because of it. Uh, it, it really it helps our team speed. We are built for that. It's going to be played in Miami. It's not a super fast track down there. But then you got Sermon. I think it's going to be like Sermon and Najee Harris will probably they'll both you know have quite a few yards and. But uh, man, I don't even know right now. I'll just be honest with you guys. I don't know what's going to happen. We, I would be crazy to even guess what's going to happen next week. Um, I basically learned I know nothing about football, and uh, and I'm super smart. And I still, um, yeah, yeah. We talked about Travis Etienne a minute ago. Um, man, um, I don't know. I'm not. You know, I'm not going to. But you know, he's a running back. There you go. Everybody jokes around. Jeff hates running backs. This is why. Um, they 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 disappear. You know, he's one of the best players on the field and a non-factor. Uh, really, really shocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, I think we're, we're talking about Sean Wade here. Um, yes, I, and I love that. That's why I think in the in – the, if you put him in that uh, third cornerback, Derek, like where um, uh, Matthew's playing right now, uh, a lot – it's a very it's – it's one of the 
it's one of the most important positions in you know the NFL now because everybody's everybody's in three wide receivers all the time, and if not, their tight ends a wide receiver. So you always have a three wide receiver package. So essentially, your third cornerback, who people used to call the nickel, is on the field the whole game, but he's also in the box. And I think that's where you know Sean Wade like is going to excel. I really, really do think he's going to be great as a slot corner in the NFL. And that is the, this, uh, you know, he brought up Deion Sanders, this Deion Sanders shut down outside corner is a dying breed. It's just a different game now because I mean, Tom Brady won six Super Bowls on it with slot receivers. Like it, this, this, you know, taking away Michael Irvin is not the most important part of the game anymore. And I think the, I think that Sean Wade, if they if he put gets put in the right defense in the right position, just like Matthew, I mean, it's a perfect correlation. Uh, I think he, he's very successful, uh, but no, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the skill set of an Akuda or anybody on the outside right now. But you know, most guys don't. But uh, but he you know he fought through the season. He's you know tough guy. So we'll see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked about Devonte Smith. It, it, there's you cannot. This is not one of these guys that through the week you can be like, nah. He's no. He is a problem. This that this guy and his technique, his footwork. I don't know if anybody saw the last touchdown he had yesterday in the front corner of the end zone. It's he it was absolutely NFL touchdown. He is a true superstar. Uh, there is no question about it. Waddle could be back. Uh, Michi's a tough guy. I mean, so I said this that that Alabama game. You know, we'll go through it later is 100% um, about uh, defensive line pressure. It's just 100% on both sides probably. Um, but uh, I, I won't doubt fields at all. Okay, yeah, here you go. Here's a good one. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you know what? So do I. I won't lie. And I'm not even like anti-BAM or anything, but yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is, that's, this is a good point. And, and Derek, I'm sure you watched the game. I noticed that, and I was – happy not happy but like it was good to see uh he did did, alabama did take some hits and their players you know took a little bit of a beating in that game and i think that bodes well for high state because they're physical they're just you know yes if if smith is going to get a 30 yard reception you know you have to tackle him and you have to tackle him you know firmly and make him hit the ground i mean that's football i'm not trying to say hurt anybody by any means you do everything by the book but you got to make them feel it you can't let him you can't let him catch and run 20 yards and then get out of bounds. Like you have to tackle him. You know, you got to, you know, like we saw yesterday, landed on his hip. He was a little dinged up. That's a great point. Uh, you know, this is, you got to be physical and fast at the same time. It's a tough, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough task, but it's easy to say. So I don't know. Um, you know what? I like Sertan a lot. Uh, and this is, and and it's just what we're talking about here because he tackles. He's uh, he's kind of who, you know, Sean Wade, thinks he is to, to be disrespectful um he can cover as far as fair against him i think um you know i th- i think olavi only because olavi is so good at uh catching the ball in traffic that i think he fares well against anybody because he doesn't need space um so and patrick Sertain doesn't give you a lot i um Sertain's a better tackler but honestly uh you know it's surprising. Like our receivers haven't got a ton of like broken tackle and then run for another 50 yards fields fields. Air yards are huge. Like he throws, he puts the ball in the air a lot, especially for a college quarterback like him. Uh, Wilson from BYU is another one at it. These guys aren't, you know, even, even Mac Jones takes the top off the field. So, and so what you're talking about is can the receiver get, you know, enough space to catch the ball on him? And I do, I mean, um, it's not to say that certain's not, but we know in football, like you're handy, you know, 
their defensive backs, you know, have a they just have built in handicaps like they they just can't do certain things. So if a receiver if and with Fields ball placement and how Alavi and Wilson can catch in traffic, that that I do think that they can, you know, they may not get away from certain once they catch the ball, but uh they're, they're kind of always open. So I think that you know, it, it, we'll say I'll say it's an even matchup and at this point now certain as far as helping the run game and stuff and these i hope we don't throw a lot of you know screen passes and things like that i'm not a fan of him um i don't know if we can you know he's a much better tackler and a, and a tough and a tough guy so he's a factor he's a factor in the short passing game for sure uh r- really i was really impressed with him yesterday by the way but uh you know i don't even know what to make of notre dame anymore guys i gotta be honest with you um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm sending Notre Dame podcast. So I'm not going to break it down, but I, I have no idea how good or bad they are now. I really totally baffled by them. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, you know, I said the same thing. I said the same thing, Derek. Uh, he says this game reminded me of the national title game with Oregon where the opposing players were, were, uh, getting their medicine and it really felt like they hadn't been in that car crash yet this year. hundred percent. Uh, Clemson looked like they were, they didn't want that fight. And uh, I hate to say that about team, but they just looked like, man, I like if you looked at something like the defensive line got really frustrated, like Brzezine and those guys, and they're tough guys, you know, really good bunch. And you can tell they got a little frustrated that they couldn't just they couldn't just push their way out of the fight. Um, and maybe that Northwestern game was the best thing to happen to Ohio State because Northwestern's not a great football team, even though they did beat Auburn yesterday. I'll put that out there, but they were physical and they're tough and they're disciplined. And maybe Ohio State getting in that street fight uh, was the best thing to happen, as opposed to what the, the last game Clemson played. It was the Notre Dame team that now, once we saw them yesterday, weren't near as physical as I thought they were on either side of the ball. And I was I was probably pretty wrong about them considering the last two games Notre Dame played. So I think that's a great point. It did that that game last night reminded me a ton of the national championship game to where it it looked once those two teams got on the field together. If you came, if you just got here from Mars, there's you think that Ohio State was the better team in every factor of that game is really, really surprising. Uh, appreciate that comment, bringing that up. Here we go. Oh, wow, that's a great one. I, it's Smith. It's Smith because you you know where Najee is. He's he's a great player, and as far as containing him, you know it's. You, people can help you tackle a running back is why I said Smith Smith in space is unbelievable and his footwork and just how fast he is it's definitely Smith and and that's not a knock to Najee Najee is a really really good football player um he's I, I said yesterday I would have took you know when we, we had a little poll on Twitter and I said I would have took e, ETN without a doubt I, I think I was wrong uh you know Najee's Najee's a tough smart football player gets he gets Jones out of a lot of trouble and that, you know, in the passing game, um, he he was last year too. He was one of the best players on the field last year too. I remember when they played LSU. But Smith is the biggest problem. It's not even close. And I think that uh, Alabama would say the same thing about our receivers. I think they would rather worry like sermons on a historic run. I think they're more concerned about a lobby than they probably are sermon, just because of the 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 big plays. I think, I think if we go into a game and they're forcing Najee Harris on us, we would take that over them turning it loose with uh Devontae Smith. So uh it's it's simple. It's it's pass rush. 
it's absolutely 100% pass rush. It's not, it's not, you know, we, we can, we can't cover them for four and five seconds. We just can't, nobody can. And, and that goes with us too. No team can. Um, we don't disguise our safeties. Aren't good enough to disguise. There was still some safety issues last night. It did not come up. Um, you know, Proctor took some bad angles and things like that. Um, our safeties aren't good enough to disguise coverages and recognize stuff. Um, or they're not trained enough. I shouldn't say they're not good enough. They're good enough. They just, it's not what they do. It's uh, our linebackers aren't great in coverage. Uh, that's a huge, you know, issue as far as these crossing routes. Alabama loves these crossing routes and they get guys in motion and, you know, they bring Smith. It's uh, so to slow down the passing game, you have to tackle when they catch the ball because they're going to catch the ball. That's no doubt about it. And you have to get, you have just have to get pass rush. You have to get to, you have to get the clock in Mac Jones' head to three seconds or under, or you're going to, or you're probably going to lose. That's, but that goes, they would say the same thing about Justin Fields. If I was giving you the, you know, scouting report on Justin Fields, I'd say, well, you got to push him out of the pocket. You got to, you got to get that clock sped up. And uh, I think the, you know, the passing game is about getting, making him throw it, like just shortening the routes. Don't let Devontae Smith, you know, you know, finish the, finish the double moves and don't let him, you know, turn a hook route into a go route. You know, and that's just talking about Smith because I, you know, I know Michi's out there. I don't know who the receiver is going to be, whether it's Waddle or whoever. You know, they got some good tight ends. They get, so you got to speed it up. You can't let you can't let Mac Jones go through progressions because there's a lot of times where he comes to the backside and there's a guy streaking down, you know, in the sidelines, and you know he's got a cannon. And then there you go. You got a 50 yard touchdown. You, uh, you 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 just you have to the defense. It's all the defensive line. It's a one, and that's every game. I mean, almost in the history, like. Modern football, I think you could say that about every game. So we touched on the defense, great tackling. Uh, you know, they kept everybody in front of him. They didn't give a ton of yards after catch. They they pressured and they tackled Lawrence and they really made him uncomfortable. I mean, physically too. Like he was a little, you know, he yeah. It, like Derek said, he reminded me of um when we played that national title game and they just it, it just looked at it got to the point where they didn't really want want it anymore. And I I it's just the truth. So, but uh. Yeah, so let's talk about coaching. Uh, great job by the coaching staff. Uh, got this team together that looked, to me, looked like they 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 didn't know what their plan was or what they were going to do in that Northwestern game, and they basically just relied on their um, their 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 better play. You know, just talent. Um, fed sermon. Um, but uh, I promise I don't look as bad as this light's making me look. Uh, but it has been a rough weekend. So, yeah, yeah, great job of getting the team together, getting them motivated, getting them on the same page. Uh, Larry Johnson, your defensive line is awesome. Heartline, your receivers, you're the best receiver coach in America, probably. Um, I believe if you're on the sideline, uh, Kirk Curbstreet may say Heartline as much as he says Venables. Um, yeah, defense, you just played great. Uh, so the the coaching that, these, that the Ohio State staff did – before the game was really important and it worked and credit today, man. Like he runs, he runs the ship like a CEO. He says the right things. I like his, I like his demeanor. Some people like the Dabo, you know, good old boy thing. That's fine. You know what I mean? That's your thing. I like days kind of more smug East coast. Um, you know, uh, t- takes little shots here and there. And the, Oh, by the way, I don't know if anybody caught this. I was watching the the Big Ten post game last night, Big Ten Network post game last night. He's trying to get information, and they're talking to Urban Meyer. Man, I don't think he's a fan of Dabo Sweeney, or, or at least his techniques this week, because you know that he's an analyst now, 
And they asked him about, you know, the comments, Dabo and ranking a high state 11th. That was a big conversation. I didn't care because I don't care about words, but, um, you know, Dabo's Dabo. <laughs> and Urban Meyer said, well, you know, it is a problem. He's like, when you have two even teams, you know, the more he, you know, he said, the more prepared teams going to win. And that like as head coach, as head coach speak, that is a shot across the bow, man. Like, you know, just the way he said things and like, you know, he kind of scoffed at the ranked 11 thing. Uh, I was surprised. It was pretty funny that uh, Meyer uh, kind of, um, I don't know, uh, let some personality come out a little bit there. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But uh, once again, I'm not killing Dabo. He's, you know, he's got an NFL program down there. He's going to be in the playoffs next year. So he's got the best, one of the best quarterbacks in America next. So it's fine. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the biggest uh, – Stuart Brooking says this is the biggest uh, game of Day's career. How do you think he handles it? He, yeah, it's – I I, I have no reason to think he won't handle it fine. I think this guy is I, – I think he's I think he's got an NFL mentality in a good way as far as like it's on to the next game. I don't think he gets caught up in – I don't think he got as caught up in that Dabo stuff as people think. I think he's a coach. I think he does a lot of coaching. Like a lot of preparedness. I think he does. To, if I like the way that you know, he interacts with fields, you know what I mean? Like they've got that relationship. I think he, you know, does a lot of preparedness. You know, that that's my, be, just because this team, when they come back, they look better on the field. It's not just all raw, raw, and, you know, chest bumping on the sidelines. It's, it's, it's real coaching that he does. Uh, he's a, you know, he's had some, Worst games this year, you know, he burned an early timeout again on the first, you know, offensive drive again, you know, yesterday. Things like that aren't great, but I think that he's all, like, I think that he's like, man, that was awesome. I think he he seems to allow himself to enjoy it, but also move on at the same time. Like the like we've seen great coaches do, and once again, like we're talking about Dabo and Saban and all these guys, that's what they do. You know, they're great coaches. They know how to handle victories too. Um, you know, like I swear, I think Brian Kelly might have some issues with that right now. Like if I'm a Notre Dame fan, that's one of the things I would say that he gets a little caught up in things um, as good as that team played this year. I think that that can be a fault of, you know, his emotion and stuff. I think he gets a little caught up in the um, things surrounding the game um, and his team, you know, his team doesn't always look as prepared for the quote unquote big game. I don't know. I mean, who knows? This isn't a Notre Dame podcast, but I'm saying if you if I got to compare the differences in like great coaches, like what makes them better? So far, Day has done nothing but but succeed. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. So yeah, I think he's fine. I think he's um you know he's probably already got guys looking at Alabama tape. Um, I'm sure he's in the film room today. I'm sure he's going over stuff. You know, the main thing of him is keeping his players focused and keeping them you know healthy. And let's let's be honest. Um, you know. COVID could still wreak havoc on, you know, any of these football games. You know, we want everybody to be healthy and, you know, we want them on the field. So, you know, that's an extra one. But he's apparently one of the best uh, Zoom coaches in the history of football because he's done a lot of it this year and this team got better and better. So, uh, yeah, good, you know, good for Ryan Day, man. It's a good day for him. Uh, I was ready to give him some heat, you know. I, if you'd asked me halfway through the Cincinnati game yesterday, I would have been like, ah, there's trouble. Your fickle's going to be a coach in two years and all this. You know, I State's going to get black. No, I was completely wrong. Oh, let's put that to bed, too. Hey, I'm proud of Cincinnati. Um, I'm not a Cincinnati fan, but, you know, I'm in Ohio. And, you know, I I like I like Fickle. Uh, Marcus Freeman, one of my favorite guys. Um, great job yesterday. I, re I really thought they were going to beat Georgia and make a – it would have been a giant statement. But they played great. They deserved to be on the field. 
but let's stop all this. Who's the best team in Ohio? Let's stop. Okay. Like that's, that's, it's just ridiculous. After last night, Cincinnati is not the best team in Ohio. So like the, these comments, this stuff needs to stop. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Good for Cincinnati. Uh, you know, I hope you get us, you know, I wish you'd had a shot at the playoffs. Uh, you didn't, but uh, let's stop with this best team in Ohio thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely day. Yeah, it's definitely day's biggest game. Um, but that's why I said what I liked about day is he fixed coaching problems this year when he had a chance, and that says a lot about a coach. He fixed so many things that they did wrong in the Clemson game last year. They had that game last year. We all know that. And they 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 got a little bit out coached, and a little bit out you know combination outplayed. Some things didn't go the right way, and the next thing you know. Yes, Fields showed up. How you doing, Scott? Uh, yes, and I did. As Scott, I had a uh, um, couple fingers of uh, Bourbon Thirty to celebrate that game last night. You'd be proud of me. Um, pretty good stuff out of um, uh, in the. I think it's uh, Versailles, Versailles, maybe Kentucky. I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Fields. I, we it just, uh, yeah. I, I hope he's fine. I hope he's healthy for the championship game. Uh, what a great game by Fields. Just, just, just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much many good things to say about. And uh, yeah, okay, so let's talk about this real quick. Stephen brought this up. Uh, you guys might might want to tune in um, next week to Stewart's podcast, uh, Morning Brew with Stu. He's we're going to talk about some quarterbacks and things like that. Uh, so for you know, this whole season's been about Fields um, falling. As far as like, how good is he? Is he not clearly the you know we had everybody has um, Lawrence number one quarterback. Fields was clearly number two going this season, no problem. That's just the way it was, one and two. And then Fields really, you know, had some bad games. He had the Indiana game, which everybody held on him, which he looked better in that game than people think. But I understand the stats and the, you know, everything. So then he plays Northwestern game. It was terrible. That was his, I think that was his worst game as a Buckeye. And everybody's like, wow, does he need to stay? Does is he is Wilson better out out at BYU? Man, is you know Trey Trey Lance better? Who played one exhibition game this year is is moving over Fields because Fields is actually playing. This is a crazy stuff that happens, but it was real talk. Fields was showing some. No, no. By the, the end of the first half last night, Justin Fields is absolutely you know absolutely number two, and and guys are going to start having the conversation if he has another game anything like this. People are going to start having a conversation on whether you take Fields or Lawrence. I'm just telling you, you're going to have a conversation. I have to look at a lot of tape and stuff to decide that. Fields is without a doubt the number the the number two quarterback. The draft stock is fine. He did everything last night you'd want to see out of a quarterback. He did some things. He, I mean, you know, he okay, here, here's what he did. He played the other guy on the same field on the biggest stage and and looked ten times better. So that's what I'll say about what Fields did last night. Uh, one of the best performances in you know college football history. It just it just was. Um, it, it, there's no there's no two ways about it. Oh wow! Breaking news: uh, Steve Sarkeesian took the Texas uh, head coaching job. Is that real? Is that real, Stephen? Are you messing with me? That's crazy. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So. Here we go, guys. We got to get to uh, we got to get to the report card and get out of here. This is so much fun. Uh, we'll I'll do an Alabama national championship preview next week. Um, you know, we talked about it a little. Um, you know, I think Derek and Stuart and Steven, you know, for for great questions for really helping out. So now we're going to go to it's one of my favorite parts. Of, it's one of my favorite parts of the show, huh? So there you go, Steve Sark 
Start Sarkeesian going to Texas. Hmm. No, and then you got to start talking about the distraction thing, huh, Stephen? Nah, it'll be fun. Uh, I I got. Well, we'll do it on another show. I don't I don't necessarily know that I think Sarkeesian is a is a is an absolute lock as a head coach. I think I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if just going to coach for a really good team automatically makes you the the best head coach candidate. We'll see. People like him. I don't, I don't really care, I guess. I guess I'll just put it that way. I don't care what Steve Sarkeesian does. I'm just looking for the overlay here, guys. You give me give us patience. All right. My favorite part of the show. Boop. The report card. Easy one this week, guys. Easy one. Um, yeah, you guys know how hard I am on the Buckeyes every week. Yeah, Scott. Uh, LSU defense played the they played the best every phase of the game they did. They played the best game they have in probably six or seven years. And if we're being honest, just just crazy. <laughs> and one last comment about Texas. Uh, Texas is back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they might be, man. I don't know. Let's say, okay, before we get to the report card, let's just touch on that real quick. So if you're Texas, you took you took Herman because you wanted to look like the 2014 Buckeyes and run that offense. Failed. Um, what it was say it was a fail, it's a failure. Um, they're just an all right team. So now you take Sarkeesian. So now you now what you're gonna do is you're gonna go the opposite and you're gonna run that offense because that's why you're getting him there for the offense. Not that it's not good, but if if you don't have like I worry about those offenses that are built to have great players. I don't know that you know that I don't know. I don't know if that offense necessarily you just take it. I don't know if it just travels somewhere and all of a sudden you're as good as Alabama. I don't know. You know, I, I want, I want a head coach. I want a recruiter. Like what you need now is a recruiter and Texas got plenty of talent down there. And maybe Sarkeesian is, I don't know. Maybe he's recruited these kids to Alabama. And that's the reason sometimes that is, they said that about Tom Herman too. It just, it's, it wasn't there. So, but that's all I'll say. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not a fan of hiring court, like just because they're court, great coordinators. Uh, I've talked about that a lot. Um, it usually fails, but yeah, good luck, man. Yeah, I got nothing against Texas. So here we go. Report card. Uh, pretty easy this week, guys. <laughs> quarterback, A plus. One of the best games we've ever saw a quarterback play. That's the truth. Uh, you can you can you can look up any game you want. We we judge quarterbacks by the biggest stage. We judge them by their opponents. One of the best we've ever seen. Uh, Justin Fields, you're amazing. Uh, wide receivers, A plus. I mean, come on. We 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 can't talk about how good the Clemson defense is and Brent Venables this and Brent Venables that and you know the physicality and all this and then um and then not acknowledge that you know the high state receivers were open. I mean, they're catching deep balls, they're catching short balls, they block downfield really well. Um, absolute great game by the high state wide receivers. A plus. Uh running back, A plus. Come on, man. Uh, how would it not be? Yeah, uh, he sermon did everything he had to do. Like he got tough yards, and there was times where they like they almost fumbled a couple. He didn't panic, and he wanted like he got stronger as the game went on. He was pushing guys around. I don't even mind the face mask he got because he was just basically embarrassing a dude. Like no, no, sermon played a great game. Um, you know, a plus to running backs, offensive line. This is a legitimate a plus, man. You negated a really good. Uh, Clemson defensive line. Uh, you pushed him around and manhandled him in a running game. You protected fields when he really, 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 really needed it uh, after he was hurt. Um, great job. Uh, you know, you, you've mixed in parts all year. You know, you had a guy go down. You had a freshman come in. You had a freshman come in, play against Clemson, Clemson defensive line. 
and and it and did great. A plus offensive line, uh, defensive line. Come on, <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yards before contact was huge. I mean, and and Buckeyes have been great with that all year. I brought that stat up earlier in this week. Buckeyes yards before contact was like three, like the highest, one of the highest in the country. Really impressive. Really impressive job. Uh, where are we on now? Oh, a defensive line. Come on. Haskell Garrett and the dudes. What are we talking about? I mean, you know, we talked about it. made Lawrence uncomfortable. They had sacks, they had tackles for loss. It, they just, just their presence. They clogged the lanes. I mean, they, they stood up tall because they're just, I don't know. You know what? It looks like the monsters. They're like the monsters out there. Just like really, really, you know, really uh, own that the, the line, man. Wow. It was just crazy. Uh, yeah, A plus for sure. Defensive line linebackers, A, and only because like you did great, but um, you know it's a high state linebackers. Like you just can't get them better than A plus. No, they they did a really good job. Um, they got early in the game. I got nervous because they started they started trailing. They started trailing those um you know routes coverage routes down the field. Um, they got lost in coverage a little bit. I started getting really nervous when I saw Tough Borland chasing you know. Uh, wide receivers down the field. <clears throat> I thought things were going to go poorly. They did not. They tackled great. They're tough guys. Really, really tough guys. Um, you know, I, and I tell you what, they looked every bit as good as uh, Clemson's. You know, all they do is talk about Clemson's linebackers. Ours looked as good as Clemson's last night. They, I don't think they're. <clears throat> I don't know if they look. As, I have to look at. Sorry, guys. Got a frog in my throat. Um, take his coffee. It's batter day. You know. <laughs> Okay, I got the comment of the of the year coming up here from my man. So, defensive line, great job. Linebackers, great job. Defensive backs, really good job. I mean, the 400 yards didn't matter, and that's important. You kept guys in front of you, made tackles. Uh, you know, seven banks, great interception to end the game. Uh, that was cool. That was fun. Uh, they picked on him a little bit. He also made some good plays. Um, you know, Wade, we already discussed the the Wade situation. Um, he's, he's really good, and he did, he did a, a, a good job last night, you know, in, you know, in tandem with the defensive line. So, yeah, yeah, defensive. Obviously, they did good. Them just scored 28 points. We scored 49. So, yeah, they did good. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Um, yeah, yeah, turnovers were big. Uh, and head coach, uh, you guys nailed it. The coaching staff absolutely won this game, won the week, won college football this week. I'm sorry. Uh, they they did they, – they fixed everything they did last year. They adapted to Zoom calls. They adapted to players being out. They, they, they just adapted, adapted, adapted. Their kids bought in. They had them ready. They had them pumped up. Um, they never – like, even though, like, as fans, we were still nervous in the first half, the players were never nervous. These players – the high state players never looked like they were going to lose that game. And Clemson players never really looked like they were going to come back. That says a lot. Um, you know, they know. The guys on the field know. Uh, great job by the coaching staff. Absolute A+. plus. Knocked it out of the park. Um, I, I honestly can't wait to see what you do for the Alabama game. I am not going to doubt you anymore. Um, I, I will wait and see. I'll break it down like a analyst that I am. You know, I've got credibility. I'm being honest with you guys. Oh yeah, you know, I want to touch on something real quick before we get. <laughs> oh no, let's let's show Derek. My, so me and anybody that doesn't know me and uh, me and Derek went to school together. Uh, <laughs> and 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 uh, yeah, John Glenn versus West Muskegon. West Muskegon around here for those who don't know is not is not a um is not a blue blood program. 
and um, they they take a lot of uh, they take a lot of physical beating. So that is an absolute shot at Clemson. Derek deserves it because he's a great Ohio State fan, and he um, you know we all we all go to him. But he's also logical. He's more he's more logical than um, most of us. But <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate that, Derek. It's so good to see you, man. Um, so I want to touch on something real quick, and this came up today, and and it's fair, but I just want to address it. For those like like me, okay, so I like I, I yes, I understand I'm an amateur and have a podcast, but you guys listen to me. You know that like I take it serious. Like when I do rankings, when I do stats, when I do breakdowns, and all, I take it really serious. I am not even with the high state. I'm not objective when I do my you know analyzing my breakdowns, my stats, and all that. I give you. I may be wrong, but that doesn't mean I don't try, and it doesn't mean that it's skewed. You know, because, you know, my love of the Buckeyes or anything like that. So somebody addressed on Twitter today, which I, I hear this and it's fair. You know, they basically said any Buckeye fan who said we were going to lose, you know, that didn't have faith like me um, doesn't deserve this. I just want to address this. First of all, there is that nobody saw anything on the Buckeyes film in six games that could have predicted that game last night. I will put that out there. Like, I'm not saying that you couldn't think the Buckeyes would win. Nobody could have predicted the dominance last night. There was nothing that the Buckeyes did this year that you could have that you could have pointed to that they could have done against Clemson to beat them like that. Nobody. So, so we'll put that out there. So as far as an analyst, there was nothing I could look at to to give you a reason that the Buckeyes would win, you know, by 21 points. It just wasn't there. Okay. So address that. And as far as like not deserving it, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm 45 years old. I've been a Buckeye. I, I don't know not being a Buckeyes fan. So if I've got a memory, I was a Buckeyes fan. I was born a Buckeyes fan. I'm a Buckeyes fan. Just because I look at it as an analyst and I, I think that Clemson had the advantage and the Buckeyes wouldn't lose last night. Absolutely. does not mean that I don't deserve this. Um, just, uh, like if the Buckeyes were playing the freaking, um, whatever the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow so would we all have to say they're going to win because we're fans no now I, I do see where they're coming from as far as like having faith and I was wrong about the Buckeyes but that doesn't mean that I thought that they were going to quit or they were going to not show up or had doubts about the players or anything it was stuff on the field that I saw didn't think they matched up well I hadn't seen anything all year I thought that the the short schedule the canceled games you know the 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 COVID protocols and everything took their toll, and this team just wasn't ready. So I'm just, I just want to put that out there. Um, it, you know, I said that this team, if they played a 12 game season, was the best, could have been the best team in the country, and they might still be. I'm just saying, I said this before. So, and as far as like, no, no, all Buckeye fans get to enjoy this. I don't care what you said before the game. I don't care what you said after the game, during the game. I don't care what you call Ryan Day. I don't care. I don't care about any of it. You know what I mean? Unless you said you're going to root for Michigan. You get to enjoy this. Like, if you said that, then uh, you might be out. You might be out. Um, but I'm just saying, like, uh, y'all deserve it. Buckeye fans deserve that. It was awesome. We took we've we took 12 months of 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 replays of last year's you know horrible game, and we we deserved it. And I will not apologize for it. And when I break it down this week, I'm probably going to give Alabama the edge, but. What, what am I, you know what I mean? I mean, people are going to have me on their show this week and they're going to ask me what I think of the game. What am I supposed to do? Go, ah, Buckeyes by 21. Come on. That's, that, that's, that's not cool. Um, and, and it may break down that I, I do think they're going to win. Um, cause they did some things last night that the team last night wins. I tell you that, but I don't know, man, that's lightning in a bottle sometimes. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's all. Um, but, uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. So uh, that, that's all I'm saying about that. I just want to address that. That I don't care if if Buckeye fan, like we're fans. If you're a fan, you were negative. No, you still you still get to enjoy the game. And I'm not being hard on anybody that thinks that. I appreciate the people who really, really, really never changed. Like Mo Murphy that I work with off the ball network, never wavered. He said we were going to spank Clemson. He never, ever, ever wavered from it. Credit to him, man. I, I was not that guy. I, I, I break it down like I see it. I break the numbers down like I see it. I break percentages down like I see it. Like, I, okay, so we'll put it – just I'll, I'll put this to bed after this. If a month ago somebody told me – if somebody would told any of us Trey Sermon was going to go in this run, what, what would there have been to see that? So, except for hope. So, I'm just going to address that. Enjoy it, Buckeye fans. We love you all. Uh, hey, man, thanks, Derek. Um, it, it is hard keeping it real. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're all we're all stunned. There's nothing wrong with saying you're stunned by your team playing one of the best games that's ever played. I was stunned when we beat Alabama in 2014. You know what I mean? Like, there's like Clemson was a national championship game last year and brought most of the players back. They got three or four of the best players in the country on the field. Like, I think if we had every right to doubt them. And we just saw him play Northwestern and, and scored 22 points. So, like, I don't you know. But, uh, yeah, I do appreciate it, Derek. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Steven. You're the best, man. Uh, you guys, uh, the support and everything um, really means a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, man. It's tough. Uh, people love – hey, here we go. That's Josh Gilstrap, Clemson fan. And I want to say, that's the guy I'm talking about. Um, you know, a true gentleman immediately congratulated me. Uh, you know what I mean? No, no, didn't, doesn't sling anything on Twitter. We're friends. And, uh, I, I really, you know, that, that's the kind of fans that college football needs is more Josh Gilstraps, <laughs> probably less me. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, you know what? No, 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 Josh, never be sorry, man. Love it when you chime in. You're, you're, uh, you're one of the goats. I appreciate it. Um, I, I, well, here's what we said about it, Josh, is like, I, I think it's, Fields is clearly number two now. I think as of now, Lawrence is number one. But I think that everybody has to go start looking at game tape. And I think last night, what I said, you know, go over it again. Last night, uh, Fields and Lawrence played on, in the same game, and Fields completely outplayed him. But that's one game in college football that doesn't that may not translate into uh, you know mechanics and things like that that they'll break down. But what I did say is they got to start having the conversation. The conversation is going to be had now. NFL, like if you're the Jaguars the conversation's got to be had. I personally think that Fields is a better fit for the Jaguars just because of, like, I just feel that. But that doesn't mean I think he's better than Lawrence. But that doesn't mean I think he's worse now. Um, but, yeah, I think everybody has to go look at the uh, game film on Lawrence and Fields. And depending on what happens this week, start making some some serious, you know, start thinking. And I tell you what, they both looked way better than as far as talent level. They both – I think they both – blew away Mac Jones yesterday. Uh, and even in the loss, I think I don't I don't think that Mac Jones looks like he's on their on their uh, on the same field as them. So uh yeah guys, that's it, man. What a great show. Uh you know, Scott, Steven, Derek, Josh, uh you know, I I said it Josh, you might not might not remember, man. I already said it. Clemson is a great team. Um that's why it, the the victory means so much to us. And you guys you got a great quarterback, and you will we'll probably see each other in the playoffs again next year. I really believe that that the Clemson's fine. This is not a Clemson bashing show. I think Dabo does have some questions to answer, but yeah, that's up to y'all. <laughs> Maybe Josh, you can do the Clemson show, and you can get on Dabo. This is not my show, but um, uh, but anyway, so great show. Uh, you know, once again, Stephen, Derek, Josh. I know it's been all over the place, guys, but this is so much fun. Uh, Scott Menton, thanks for chiming in. Um, you're doing a great job with uh, Bourbon Barrel uh, over there. 
you know, uh, Steven from breaking the game, Derek, you're just a goat, uh, plain and simple, <laughs> uh, you know, Buckeye nation, enjoy this, have fun. Uh, I appreciate everybody who interacted and texted, uh, you know, go check out my Twitter. You can see it right there at J hunt 006. I've got a list of other great Buckeye content, you know, Jay Stevens, uh, Shane Larson, um, those guys over there, you know, go, go check out my links to them and, and get more info. They're all, I don't have anybody on there. That's just a Buckeye Homer. You know, they're all analysts and they all break it down, but they all in, love the Buckeyes. So yeah, go, I, I, you know, interact with us on Twitter, ask us all the questions. I want to, uh, any, any of the questions about the upcoming national championship game you have this week would be great. I'm doing the preview next week. So, uh, you know, I want to know what people think and what, what questions they have. So, and I, that's all appreciated. Obviously, if you listen to this audio, please, please, uh, five star review. You guys know the deal. It helps so much. Uh, subscribe helps. All that stuff really helps the show. Um, but mostly just you guys listening really helps. I, I enjoy this. This is, this has been a more fun season. I can't believe I've only got maybe two more of these to do. Uh, this was more fun than I could ever imagine. Uh, when you, when you get to do something you love and then, it, and then you have a game like that and it all comes together, man, it's, uh, it, it's not even like word. Oh yeah. Yeah. Brutus, Brutus says, um, you know, go bucks. <laughs> so, uh, so that's it. Check out offtheballnetwork.com. Check out Jeff Nee sports. <laughs> Mo Ohio State. It's good to see you, friends. Check out Jeff Deed Sports, uh, Off the Ball Network, everything the guys are doing. Um, you know, go Bucks. We're not going to be negative this week. Enjoy the victory. Enjoy the week. And, um, you know, come check me out on Twitter. Come say hi. The Facebook page, all that good stuff. Um, seriously, really, uh, I love you guys. And uh, be kind. Don't be racist. And um, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Go Bucks. Mm-hmm.